What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Fifty-one weeks, baby! In your house is going to be an amazing show. And Loomis becomes Dexter Loser. Sadly, I cried. Hey, this is Snap Raw and Order Snap Judgments for NXT from, what is the date today? From May 20th, wow, 2020. This month is just flying by. Anyway, um, great show tonight. I, 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 uh, I'm very, very excited to kind of bring all this to the table here. Uh, this show, before we even get started, I, I guess I should go into the contest right now. Uh, please go back and listen to the rules for, um, the hashtag Jim boycott Jim Cornette. That is a very good hashtag to use, just so you know right now, uh, along with hashtag raw and order WBU. Use that on Twitter. Um, retweet that episode for the, uh, oh, what is Cornette? Uh, that is uh, Easy Bait Jim, uh, raw and order um, WBU. It is a very good episode. It is worth re- retweeting, and you can get four shirts. If you retweet this one, you can get up to three shirts. Um, just remember the way you do that is retweet an episode, any episode of Raw and Order. That's Raw and Order WBU. That's Raw and Order FBI. That's Raw and Order Snap Judgments. Any episode ever in the history of Raw and Order, um, you can retweet those. Put them out there in the Twitterverse. Um, if you tweet those out and use the hashtag Raw and Order WBU, you're entered to win two shirts. One from us, one from your favorite wrestler on ProWrestlingTees.com. If you tag said favorite wrestler, you can get three shirts. That's this episode. That's any episode you retweet. And if you use the hashtag boycott Jim Cornette along with retweeting the episode of Easy Baked Jim that's a WBU episode from earlier this week Um, that gives you a chance to win four shirts there's only a couple of four shirt entries make sure you get yourself thrown in for that Uh, we are rewinding down on time we're actually going to do that at double or nothing we're going to give it away um, after the end of the review for the night Uh, four shirts four shirts even if you just wear them as undershirts four shirts I personally love absolutely love my not a cop shirt Um, I'm I'm excited for a couple other designs we have coming um that I'm definitely going to be wearing on the regular. Uh, I also have found several on pro wrestling tees. I absolutely love uh, the periodic table of pro wrestling. That was really, really cool. Um, Darby Allen has some great shirts. Um, I, because pro wrestling tees is, 
is a competitor with Vince. I don't get to do a lot of shirts for these people that we're about to talk talk about. So now it's time to get into NXT. Don't worry, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of plugging tonight. There's going to be that plug. There's going to be that plug uh, plug later. I will also say, though, that remember Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Um... Go check out the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network at, at Tatnus, uh, t- I'm sorry, TatnusCo.com. Um, that's everything from uh, Tatnus, Tatnus' podcast to uh, In the Dice Box Slam to, um, which actually has Nyla Rose from AEW's. Again, that's the competing show for this. So um, I love Nyla, but I review NXT. So, <laughs> um, yeah, go check out the Tatnesco Podcast Network. We're proud to be a part of that network. Uh, be looking for some stuff there. You know, there's always new people. Um, we love getting out there and getting in front of people. So, you know, throw some, throw them some bones. Throw us some bones. We'll be happy to help you out. Uh, and remember, with that contest, we're throwing you bones. That's a hundred bucks worth of shirts. Um, and that's if you're just a normal size person. If you're size like me, that could be like 120 bucks for the shirts. Anyway, um, moving forward, we are on the uh, Raw and Order Snap Judgments for NXT May 20th. Holy cow. Tough to look it up. Anyway, we start out with... Uh, with... with well, with uh, Killer Carrion Cross, um, absolutely jacked to see this thing start out that way. Uh, we get a bunch of matches tonight. We get some really cool Rhea Ripley stuff. Before I get into that actual match, we get Rhea Ripley. We get Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. Um, I was, which did not go the way I wanted, but I enjoyed the end of it. Um, we get. Both of the brackets for the Cruiserweight title tournament are wrapped up, sort of. I will say, no, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. No. I'll leave it at that. Um, there's there's going to be a couple more later. They just The results were wrong. The matches were great. The results were wrong. Um, just a lot of really, really good stuff. So we're going to start off with uh, Karrion Cross sticks on Liam Gray. Um, Liam is a enhancement talent, so this is going to be an obvious squash. Um, he he tosses him around the ring with the with the doomsday device suplex uh, multiple times, uh, makes him tap out to the cross jacket. Um, they, just the entrance, the the intensity in the matches, absolutely fantastic. This is wonderful. Um, at that point, Tommaso Ciampa comes out. You hear the beep, beep, beep. And comes out. Uh, gets on the ring apron. Scarlet holds the ropes open for him. So he comes in and says that he's going to uh, face him at... Uh, pardon me. At In Your House. So I'm um, pretty excited for that. It's a good match, all in all. Uh, well, I mean, it's a squash, but it's a good squash. It's the squash the way you want to see it. Um, it was uh, it was good stuff, man. Um, yeah, 
I, I, I don't know that I, that it's ever opened with a squash. I've never seen a show open with a squash followed by a match we knew was coming and been so excited to find out both happened. Like, it was, it's just, I don't know what it is about Cross, but, man, I absolutely love this guy. I love uh, Champa. I, at one point, I, I, I kind of slowly but surely discovered Champa is really, really really good at getting people to buy into whatever character he is at the time um because i disdained him early on i i didn't when when i was supposed to like um johnny and i wasn't supposed to like champa i just didn't like them both like that's where i was at um i liked them both early on as a tag team um Champa is the stronger character there, and, and I hate saying that because I'm going to get into some of Johnny's better work recently. Um, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, I don't, I don't know what happens with this carrying cross thing. He, I mean, it's it's another big dude. There are some matches I want to see with him. I would really want to see him and Dexter Loomis against each other. I also want to see him tag together. I want to see both of those things. Um, I'm at a point where I kind of want to see him versus maybe even him be the one who knocks off Keith Lee for the title. Um, it's just, he's really, really fun to watch. Um, so, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of other notes here because we didn't have a fight in the ring. We didn't have anything extra. It was just, I'm going to fight you. Okay. We're going to fight. Well, of course you're going to fight him. He attacked you from behind. You know, he'd been stalking you for several months. Um, so then we move on. Uh, we get a couple promos for later in the night. Nothing huge there. Um, we we move on and we get the uh, interim cruiserweight tournament. Uh, this is Tazawa and Phantasma. I, I will admit I was less excited for this match than I was for later in the night. Um, hold on, I gotta, I gotta crack a drink here. Um, it's an energy drink stop. Anyway, um, so we get Phantasma versus Tazawa. Um, I really thought, I thought that this, this group, group B, would end with just Tazawa being 3-0. Um, instead, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Uh, Phantasma gets the win, but Tazawa's two and one, and Phantasma's two and one, and and ah, just ugh. just makes me want to kind of puke, you know. Um, it's not a great story. I don't know. I how is a man who is two and one in your organization at all? And if he get, if he wins the title, we'll be three and one. How is that man? And I don't care what his history is. How is that the person you're going to throw the strap on? You know, uh, no, no gross, um, no puns there. I don't know why I said strap on. Anyway, um, how is how is that the dude? Like, um, this is a great match. This is a fantastic match. You just had the wrong dude win. Like. I, because he has the head-to-head over Phantasma, um, 
the wrong dude wins. And and it it bugs me here because yeah, there's just we'll get into where I think this should have gone later. It, I, actually, we got into it a little bit on um, FBI the other night. Um, I, I'm really frustrated with this. Um, we did get a lot of the Lucha Libre action, and I know Phantasma's going to bring on a large Mexican audience, and, and I know that Kushida and Tozawa bring a large Japanese audience. Um, I just, I don't, I don't think there's been enough development to Phantasma to make him the champ. And he's the only one with a, with a run through to the title, you know, like, like he didn't have another match, which, um, yeah, happens, I guess. So, good, very, 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 very good match. The segment sucked because the wrong dude won. Um, And and there's a whole bunch of people who want to see Tozawa get this win. And here's why. This is why I'm frustrated. I have to watch Tozawa get his ass handed to him on Raw. I have to watch him get his ass handed to him on SmackDown. And I have to watch him get his ass handed to him all these times. And the dude is can can straight go for several, several minutes in a match. I mean, you could you could Iron Man matches is right up his alley. Um, he does the flip de doos, he does the ground and pound, he does it all. Like, how great would a Tazawa Kushida match have been? Ugh. If there wasn't the whole Drake Maverick storyline right now, I'm all in on that. Like a hundred, like yeah, throw, take my money, you know, it, that good of a match. But that's not what we're getting. Instead, we're getting Phantasma, who who I can't be emotionally invested in because I've only seen him three times, once, and in five segments total. Five total segments, I've seen this guy, and two of them have to do with with. Uh, the Lucha Mafia. I don't really know what that is. Um, in, in some way, shape, or form, attacking somebody. I also am absolutely 100% sick and tired of the respectful, polite crap in the cruiserweight division. There needs to be a turn, and it needs to happen quick. Tony Nice does it okay. But you made him 0-3. So you can't really say that the bad guy who's 0-3 is a legitimate contender. With one of the four guys who's left, there needs to be a turn. There needs to be a reason to dislike them. And unfortunately, you've also ruined the Drake Maverick ability to do that, even though he is very, very good at heel work. Um, There needs to be something that helps us invest in the cruiserweight division. If you can't dislike somebody, you can't really like somebody. You can't you can't fall in love with their opponents. The reason Ric Flair was so very, very great at what Ric Flair did is because he made other people be very, very, very great in their territories. He made other people look so elevated, so incredible, because they were they almost took out almost took out the champ Ric Flair they, it really needed to be done more anyway um, 
from uh i think oh after that we also get an attack uh, another attack from the lucha mafia lucha mafia attacks um that's just what i'm gonna call them i don't know what everybody else is calling them um the lucha mafia uh, attacks tozawa uh outside phantasma stays in his car my hope the only thing you can get here the only thing you can get here is that Phantasma brought the Lucha Mafia with him. And if that's the case, that's something. But it, it, I also think heels need to be developed. And he's not getting a lot of that either. So, anyway, maybe I'll hate him more at, later on. Um, we had a, Charlotte, or a Shotzi Blackheart uh, promo um, next before the Mia Yim. And what's her name? Santana? Not relation to Carlos um, Santana is the, she's a she's a girl. That's her first name. I don't really know. I'm just gonna, I'm just giving you the facts here. Um, but Shotzi does a promo, and Smarks has told me numerous times he thinks that they're using Shotzi um, because she's marketable with her punk rock look and her green hair and her driving a, a tank. And yeah. Yeah, she was really marketable in this. Um, I don't. I think voiceover might have worked better here. She doesn't sound tough. Um, it's a pretty cool promo, though. I mean, she she shot large weapons, and that's kind of cool. She calls out uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So. We get, uh, from here we get another squash run. Did I even talk about another? Yeah, I talked about. So, uh, by the way, the Tozawa, the Tozawa match was long, and it was good, and it was entertaining. Uh, I, I dog it because the wrong person won. Like, if Tozawa wins that, uh, I'm, I'm through the roof ecstatic about that match. Um, so anyway, Mia Yim, you know, makes, uh, makes short work of Santana, um, the HBIC comes out. Of course, there's a little bit of a segment before that with Keith Lee um, talking about, yeah, I saw the video, yeah, this, yeah, or maybe it was, it must have been right after this that Keith Lee did that. Um, I love Mia Yim, but having her go up against en- enhancement talent does not enhance her anymore. She needs, she needs this match with Candice right now. Um, which, by the way, Candice LeRae comes out. Johnny Gargano says, H-B-I-C. Starts chanting. I mean, I really love the annoying prick Johnny Gargano. Like, the first time I've ever loved this guy. He's got to be just an annoying, irritating, pipsqueak fuck. And I love it. I love it. Um, we, uh, we do have... Um, after the match, again, they come out, they, uh, start kind of razzing Mia, Mia for her loss to Charlotte. Of course, um, they say you get, you get given all the opportunities. Let's show you what life is like in our, the Gargano NXT. And so, um, Johnny gets up on the ring apron, Mia attacks him, which opens the door for Candice LeRae to attack Mia, um, there's a there's a hard fall to the outside. Um, I, 
it looks like maybe Johnny Gargano is gonna start attacking Mia Yim, which I that that maybe fits in the Robert Stone category, but not in the Johnny Gargano category. Um, and then Keith Lee, of course, comes out to his to his baby girl side and helping her out. Um, I understand where this is going. I understand that it's developing uh, Larray as a as a heel, a really good heel. Um, I I really I I think dinner with the Garganos does better than this does though. Um, not that the, not that this was bad. Um, and and I I have no clue without taking the strap off of Lee. I have absolutely no clue where you can make Gargano look good here. Um, Because he's going to have to fight Keith Lee. And uh, New Attitude Gargano better win uh, at this juncture. Like, (laughs) he's got to have, like, a small winning streak. I don't know. So, um, you know, it, it... it served to show that Mia Yim is good. It sure served to show that uh, Keith Lee's a hero. It served to show that Candace and Johnny are pricks. Um, and that's what they wanted to do. Um, I, I, I would love to see these matches. I think these matches are happening in the TakeOver. Sure made it sound that way in the Keith Lee uh, interview there's no guarantees that that's what's happening I'm just telling you that that's what I think might be happening here um, and I'd love to see it I am, I am excited for it so uh, after this we have the match that was made via zoom last week we got to get rid of Dexter Loomis who's going to do it and everybody says Roddy so we got Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil this one. I'm going to give you the result first, and then I'm going to say why why I kind of like it and kind of don't. So, um, Roddy does get a roll-up pin in an awkward situation for Loomis. Um, but this is... This might have been the longest match of the night. I haven't looked at the actual stats or numbers on it, but it might have been the longest match of the night. Um, it was a good match. Um, Roddy did such a good job of selling the I'm creeped out and kind of scared of this guy stuff that I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, of course, you guys have heard plenty of times recently that I'm, I, I just love Dexter Lewis as a character. Um, just the whole thing was really, really good. Um, you know, that, that, that creepy look that Loomis gives, all of that stuff. Uh, there were some great chops. There were some great hits. There were some great moves. Uh, yeah, I, th- this is a good match. The only unfortunate part is it ended, is it ended with a surprise, uh, surprise roll-up type thing. You'll have to go watch it to know for sure. It looked like Roddy was trying to put him into a submission and then kind of he went to try and reverse it and Roddy prevented him from reversing it. I don't really know what happened there. Um, but then as Roddy gets out of the ring, 
Uh, Loomis sneaks up behind him with the little snake slither thing behind him uh, and puts him right into the uh, Katam Katana Katami Katai Katami Katami there we go Katai Katami that's what it is jeez oh Pete I'm gonna get that right yet I might have to look up how it's spelled so I can say it right anyway the Katai Katami um Oh, it's spelled with a G. See, I was looking it up. So it's Katagatami. Katagatami. I'm going to get that right. Um, it is a beautiful submission. I, I love this submission. He falls out of the ring with it. He's doing it. Um, Adam Cole, baby, and Bobby Fish come out. Oh, I should have said before the match, this is what 51 weeks is. Um, 51 weeks, baby. Adam Cole has had the... NXT championship for 51 weeks meaning next week it's one year so good job to Adam Cole Bebe for carrying the title for a year um kind of excited you know anyway <sighs> see why I'm drinking an energy drink um <laughs> Adam Cole and Bobby Fish just start attacking Dexter Loomis while he's holding the Katagadami um, and he doesn't let it go. He just kind of stares off and continues to do it. This is the best I've ever seen. Like, this is cool. Because they look like they're laying into him. And he just kind of stares. Like, he continues to hold that Katakatami. And it is unbelievably good. So good. Um, it's... This moment is better than the excitement I get from knowing that Morrow's back and I don't have to listen to Byron and, and Tom Phillips. Like, that's how exciting it is. By the way, welcome back, Morrow, for the third week in a row. I love hearing your voice, man. I love hearing you say, Oh, Tope! Like, like it doesn't happen four times per NXT episode. Um, Tope happens as often on NXT as surprise roll-ups do on the main roster. <laughs> Moving forward. Um, yeah, it was it was really great. They are just freaking laying into Dexter Loomis. I am I am a little bit squirrel today. Holy cow. Uh, and then Velveteen Dream comes out and stops him. Uh clears out Adam Cole, throws him over the barricade, then proceeds to um, hit a crossbody on him outside the barricade. Really cool little step. Um, takes out Bobby Fish. Adam Cole then climbs to the top rope, and we see Dexter Loomis still holding the Katagatami uh, on Roddy Strong. And he's petting Roddy Strong, and then we, you can see Velveteen Dream on the, the turnbuckles in the background up at an angle. This is just good videography. It's good setup. It's good. Good S word. That's really good S word. We should do that. Um, this is an A. This is an AA plus. Like there was, there was one match that might have been better than this, but this is telling a story and I love it. And I said this before. Uh, when you tell a story, 
it's pretty easy to fall in love with. That's that's the only reason I didn't love the Tozawa match because the wrong story is being told because we haven't developed anything with Phantasma yet. And and so getting you can't make him a heel if he's getting legit wins through the whole thing. I don't understand it. Like and I think they're going heel, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how big a star he was in Mexico, and they need him to be a face if he if he was a huge star in Mexico, which means he's got to defend off all of the Lucha Mafia. I don't know what's going on there. I can tell you, I can see a storyline here with Dex, Dexter Loomis and Velveteen Dream. Um, I don't know, man. That, this one is exciting to find out where it's going, what it's doing. Is it up? Is it down? I, I'm pumped. I am jacked for this. Um, and and they're both... All of them are good in the ring. Every person I've mentioned is good. <laughs> in the ring. Um, yeah, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, yeah. Anyway... Uh, then we get Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan uh, versus Everrise. Um, I love Danny Birch and, Ever- and Oni Lorcan. I love that their matches are short. I love that they beat the crap out of people. Uh, this is this is Head Shrinkers meets Chronic from back in the nineties. I mean, one early nineties, one late late nineties. Like Chronic just came in and always just ravaged people in, in matter of mere minutes. Um, Brian Clark, Brian Adams, for those who don't know who that is, uh, look it up. And, uh, you know, of course, the, the not head shrinkers, the, is it head shrinkers, head hunters? Bushwhackers, that's what they were, bushwhackers. Um, this is just the look these guys have and, and intensity that these guys have. Um, they beat Everrise. It's a squash match, it's really fast. I get a lot of up and down. I'm, I'm starting to notice a trend in this particular show. I'm getting ups, I'm getting downs, I'm getting ups, I'm getting downs, I'm getting ups, I'm getting downs. This is probably the low point of the show, but it's also smack in the middle of the show. Um, so it's not so horrible. Um, it was fast. It was really, really fast. It was, it was, um, I don't know. I'm excited to see these guys go against a real tag team. Maybe Dexter Loomis and Karrion Cross. Just saying, NXT, make that happen. That would be really fun to watch. Um, and then... And then no more. No, and then we get a big one. We get Kushida and Drake Maverick. I have been... This entire tournament, this is the match I've been looking forward to. From beginning to end... I love Kushida. I love Kushida as a character. I love Kushida as a face. I love Kushida as a do anything uh, out of nowhere kind of a guy. And now I even love Kushida as a striker and kind of a, a, a highly aggressive wrestler. I, I couldn't shouldn't say asshat because some of this seemed like vicious to the level of of heel aggressive. Um, but he wasn't a heel. He was just really, really aggressive in this match. And it was really, really good. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Jake Atlas came out. Again, the one thing I, I, I've hoped for out of either Phantasma or Atlas or somebody uh, was good heel work. I thought, oh, crap. They're going to turn Jake Atlas heel. 
he's going to intentionally cost Kushida this match so that he can... What he'll say is, is Kushida lost to Drake um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, his his even though he lost to Kushida, Kushida lost to Drake recently and got disqualified. So I thought maybe he'd hit Drake. I didn't. I didn't know. No, he just just came out to watch because he's a respectful, friendly neighborhood Jake Atlas. Oh, just your neighborhood Jake Atlas. Ugh. Anyway, um, the match itself. Absolutely unbelievable. We get Drake Maverick at his best at the, the I'm not giving up. No, don't stop the match. He said several times. Um, God, it was just great. Um, and again, Kushida counters uh, Drake Maverick's Hurricane Rana uh, right into his arm, cross arm bar. However, Jake, or, uh, Drake Maverick, there we go. Rolls him up from the armbar into a pin. This is really good S-word. Really good S-word. Now we have a three-way tie on that side. Because they've all beat each other. Which is really good stuff because Tony Nese lost all the way through. Uh, the downside to this is the way they played it. They, they, there's, I was, I really thought to myself, okay... Five two-in-one characters does not play for a match altogether. I still believe that. I still believe that Sazawa should have won hands down and then it should have been a fatal four-way. Um, but no, instead what they did was they took this match and made it into a triple threat. So those three are going to have a triple threat next week. Which, great. Fantastic. I get to see it on NXT. Damn it, this type of stuff belongs on pay-per-views. This is the match for a pay-per-view. Um, it's a chance to see Drake Maverick sneak one out. It's a chance to... And maybe that's what they're going for next week. I don't know. Um, either way, Drake Maverick's coming back for another week. Um... It, this was good stuff. Maverick uh, winning, you know, gave you the comeback kid story. I just, I really like this. Um, this has been good stuff. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. It's good stuff. Good S word. Um, strong, strong overall matches. However, I am disappointed. Again, the, there's two things I'm disappointed with in this, and they're both results-related. The matches have been exceptional. Um, problem number one in the whole tournament is there's only two heels, and they went a combined one and five. Give me a heel who, who's in the finals. And they're not doing it. You, you can't. There's nobody. The closest you get. He's Drake Maverick. The closest you get. Um, but he's a great underdog because he's smaller than everybody else in 205 Live. Like, there's just so much more that could be done here and they didn't do it. Um, we have a, uh, Damian Priest issuing a uh, um, challenge to Finn Balor for NXT TakeOver. Um, he 
he's, uh, you know, he throws a couple references at, at uh, Balor's obvious high quality, pardon me, high quality history. He also throws throws references towards, you know, my, my name. To be infamous, you have to attack on all fronts and, and you know, put your name in history and all that stuff. I don't know. Archer of Infamy versus Finn Balor sounds like it's going to be happening at NXT TakeOver. I really, really, really want to see NXT TakeOver now um, in your house. Anyway, I don't want to go to your house. To, I mean, I could if you want me to come to your house and watch it, I guess. But I meant that's the name of the show. Anyway, so finally we get to the main event. Welcome to the main event. Uh, we get Rhea versus EO. We've been wanting this all week. Um, you hear Rhea. It, before it even starts, you hear Rhea say, Ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. As they ring the bell, EO attacks Rhea. There's a whole bunch of attacks. Uh, this is a really high quality match, ruined by disqualification. Uh, there is there is harsh attacks. There's there's the the power of Rhea comes into play. The speed of EO comes into play. Really really good match, and then Charlotte comes out. And attacks Shirai. And then attacks Rhea. They all attack. Um, this is this is high quality stuff. Um, I'm sold, man. I am so, so freaking sold on EO. Um, the only person I add to this at all, and I know not, obviously Vince doesn't agree, um, Smarks doesn't seem to really agree all that much. Uh, if I if I could push two other women into this, into these the the prime time on these uh, matches that are that's are that are these women are already on NXT. Um, Zia Lee, I want to see Zia Lee in the championship picture, and I love the heel work of Chelsea Green. And I mean, love the heel work of Chelsea Green with Robert Stone. So I am pumped. By the way, earlier in the Mia Yim match, when or after that was over, I really, truly thought Johnny Gargano was Robert Stone coming out to recruit her. I was like, oh, that's that's odd. Why is he? Oh, oh he's not. Okay, okay, never mind. That's Johnny. So, um. Anyway, did I mention Charlotte came out and attacked? Well, I guess I can't ask that because, yeah, I'm half asleep. and Y'all are going, my God, this is the squirreliest NXT review he's ever done. Uh, Charlotte actually attacks Rhea Ripley or at Shirai first, so Shirai gets the win. Um, Charlotte's doing some really good heel work here, too. Uh, obviously, it, she makes it look like she doesn't have to do what everybody else does. So, um, good stuff. Good ass word. So, we have to give it scores because that's what I'm told that by Smarks I'm supposed to do. Even though I'm the DA, maybe I should tell him what to do. Yeah, tell him what to do and stuff. 
Alright, we are going to start off with a score for Karrion Cross uh, versus Liam Gray. The, the match itself, everything Karrion Cross does is high impact, high speed, high pounce, high power. Um, it's good ass work. So I'd stick with that. Um, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10 because we don't get more. But it's so good that I can give it an 8 out of 10, which is really, really good. Um, next we get the... Uh, how do I want to grade these? Especially this one. The other one, the other one I like the story. It's just they're proceeding in the future wrong. Phantasma is really not supposed to be the, the top in that bracket. Uh, I probably... I give the match itself a 9. I give the story that they just told by having Phantasma win a 3. I'll average the two of them at a 6. Um, really, really wanted a story that was befitting of the 9 on, that the match was. Um, but that's fine. We'll move on. Um, Mia versus Santana. I think this was more storytelling. It was a good match. Mia was impactful. Um, Santana took a good squash. Afterwards, Candice and, and uh, Johnny um, really put on a good match. Just as a whole, the whole thing's uh, or uh, not a match. Attack. Um, whole thing's just a, a really good setup, so well worth watching. Um, oh, I gotta give it the match itself five. The promo afterward eight. And I don't give promo scores, so I guess that doesn't count. Uh, Roddy Strong versus Dexter Lumis. This is a. I want. I don't want to sound biased, so I'm, I, I would say this. This match is a ten for the time it was. Um, this is a really good match. Like, I don't know what else to say. Go watch. Um, Storylines developed. Match is great. Um, I'm sad that Dexter lost. So I'm going to give it a 9.9 .9 instead of a 10. Um, I love that Dexter attacked after the bell. Uh, I love that uh, Dream came out and protected Dexter, like, as a whole, I love this match. Um, there's just that one small area where Dexter Loomis lost. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I love this. I love the, the promo. I love the storytelling. 9.9 um, .9 out of 10. That good. Uh, then we get the squash match from Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. It's, it's a, it's a three. Um, not not enough there for anything except for, I mean, it'd be a one if it was, if Birch and Lorcan weren't already telling a story where they just beat the crap out of people really, really fast and get the hell out of there. They're not paid by the hour, folks. So, yeah. It, it, it's a three. Maybe, maybe a four. Maybe a four because I like them. That's about it. Um, now we have the, the Intercontinental or the cruiserweight tournament. Um, 
this is a 10. This told the story I wanted it to sell. Uh, Byron Saxon came out afterward and ruined it and said that the triple threat's next week instead of a, instead of a fatal four-way or a fatal five-way, um, which is what they should have done. Whoop-de-doo, I don't really care. Um, yeah, this match is a 10. The story's being told right. The match is great. Drake Maverick's the an ultimate uh, un- overcomer right now. This match is a 10. This match is worth watching. This match, you write home to mom about. This match is 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 how you tell stories in a match. Like, this one is a good match. Very good match. Um, very good match. And then we get Rhea and Charlotte. Um, I'm sorry, Rhea and Io. See? Even I forget. Um... Yeah, it was an alright match. I mean, I, I wish that, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, I wish that there had been a real finish. Like a real finish. Um, It's not as good as the others that we had. Um, 7.8. Really, very, very solid indie match. Um, sold some sizzle uh, on, on the future. Sold Charlotte's fear of both of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. So, um, yeah. That's NXT. The whole the whole show gets a nine. This was a great NXT, an absolutely great NXT. Um, I just feel like next week might let us down a little bit uh, because of it. So, except for we're gonna celebrate Adam Cole, baby. So maybe maybe not. So the whole show gets a nine. Uh, supposed to plug the Tatnus Co Podcast Network again. Uh, tell you to hit me up at da Vincent K Fabe. On Twitter, um, most importantly, retweet this episode at your favorite wrestler. Use one of them that we talked about. You can use Karrion Cross if you want. Uh, you can use Drake Maverick. You can use whoever you want. Uh, retweet this episode at them and um, hashtag Raw and Order WBU and get in there to win three shirts. Do that six times and get in there to win three shirts six different ways. Uh, or 18 different ways, actually. You'd, be, you'd have three entrants there. Um, so, you know, let the whole world see the fun. So, enter the contest. Snap judgments is over. Gave a score. Did all that stuff. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a great night. Bye bye. <laughs>